Okay, this is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. I've I've always kept it to myself. Okay. I've never really shared it with anyone, but recently I've 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 realized that this story that I have mm-hmm. could maybe, you know, um inspire, inspire people. Mm. So tell me, tell me, tell me, man. Come on. Finally getting to terms with it and right now I'm going to share it for the first time ever. Inspire me. Come on. Ooh. Hi everybody. You might notice right now uh, on the corner of my screen there is a spinning record. Just so you know uh, that we've decided here at the at CCB TV for the Chris Hansen conversation to have series, different different series um, to be dedicated for different reasons. Today, as usual, one of the things I'm really very very excited to do all the time and very happy to do so is to give tribute to our musicians to our local musicians so far it's been people who've been around a long time who've made the music institution in singapore an institution but i also have to give honor and tribute to those who are current who are much younger and taking the stage by storm and with me today i have that kind of special guest my tribute to sg's music icon in my studio today is kairo afwan from the band supersonic welcome to the chris hansen conversation thank afwan you. thank you for having me no no pleasure is all mine my friend i'm <coughs> so glad to have you here let me tell you the reason why you're here i've seen you perform i don't know whether you remember for the very first time it was at the botanical gardens ooh It was for the Singapore kindness uh, movement. Ah. I think it was for that movement. Somebody hired me to do something about kindness for that day and there was an a cappella singing concert. Oh yes. Now that band you were with, what's it called? Uh? Just Be. Just Be. There you go. Yeah. With Hazard, right? Yes, yes. And I saw you for the first time and where was I? I was the MC. Yeah. So I was backstage watching everyone perform, right? and i watched you and you did something extraordinary you did something that i completely approve of you did something that made me when to ask other people about you what you did my mm. friend was you took the mic and as an acapella set my goodness you ran off that stage in botanical gardens that that stage that's you know surrounded by a small little lake yeah And you ran out to the audience who were picnicking, and you just didn't give a hell. You just went out there, man. Yeah. And you continued to perform like a true frontman. I went to ask people, "Who is that guy, man?" And they told me, "Oh, this guy. This guy's life wire. He is today. He is today, right?" So, and and I couldn't agree more because you know what? I mean, I was thinking to myself, I've always liked frontmen. Who get into the crowd? Don't just stick around on stage and be a boss. Yeah. And you got into the crowd, and that really got me going. And then I saw you again at Timber Plus mm-hmm. with your band Supersonic, and I said, "That's that's that's that that's that guy again." <laughs> you know, and I just had to stay back and I watched you perform. You know how to work your crowd. Your stagecraft is great. You, you are a frontman and a very worthy one. So thank you. thank you for being on my show. Thanks for having me. I like to start the I like to start <clears throat> the show this way. Yeah. Can you tell everyone mm. who in your own words is Kairu Afwan? Wow. 
this is a conversation. Huh? Don't be, don't be, wow. don't be so, don't be stiff with me, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Drink a coffee if you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> coffee perks you up. Mm. So who who are you, man? Okay, um, Cairo Lafon. Mm. I think I'm just someone who just loves loves attention. I'll be honest. I love the attention. So when I'm on stage, that's why you see me, you know, work, work, work with the crowd because I love it when I make people smile, I make people happy. Like you said, if, if you're just on stage, mm. it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just, that's, that's, that's always, a, to me, there's always a, a, a thin boundary or should I say that there's a wall that you need to break. Right. You know, because if you're on stage and they're down there, they enjoy the show, but it's different if you could engage them like, in their face maybe some of them won't like it but not most of them do so far I think mm-hmm. so I don't think about the I don't really think about what I do I just do it and then at the end of the day I, I will look at it look look back at it and so far the past few years when I go into the crowd they love it so much so I just it just became something natural I guess I'm gonna work on a word you said just now you said attention you love the attention I love attention. so are you a, are you attention seeking or are you an attention grabber which one um <laughs> I guess it started as attention seeking okay maybe because people don't know about me but now I don't seek attention I grab your attention so mm. so it just comes with experience mm. yeah, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't go ahead man. say what you wanna say I'm yeah. cool with it yeah because yeah. because when I started out you know it's like you know, when people don't know about you, mm-hmm. you really need to seek the attention. Sure. Because you need the attention to survive, I guess. In, in I mean, in in my perspective, it's like I, I want you guys to know that we are there. Whether I'm play, whether I'm singing with Just B and Acapella Group or if I'm singing with Supersonic or anyone for that matter, if I'm singing with, with a band, I want them to take notice. Like, hey, we're here, you know? And um, so I guess initially when, when you're unknown... You have to seek the attention, but I guess once they know who you are, once they're familiar, it's this guy. You know, when you see this guy, you know he's he's always gonna go far and beyond. And then it turns from attention seeking to grabbing their attention. I think that's what what I think happened between me from the past until where I am now. So it's it's seeking attention first, and now I just grab your attention whether you so, like it or not. So what you're saying is that frontmen have got to be able. To build a brand around you, especially when you're an unknown. Yeah, you you need to just do what you think is is right. And for me, it's to get their attention because because I've been to a few establishments when I was young. Mm-hmm. I've seen good musicians, mm-hmm. and they're good musically tight. But some bands, which I see from my own eyes, is like there's something missing. It's like the music is amazing, but I don't feel engaged. I don't feel like I'm in it. Right. You know, it's like I'm down here and you're up there. And then there was one band, I forgot who it was. Um, they actually came out and I'm like, wow, this is fun. Mm-hmm. This is like, like I feel like I'm in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he, you know, he asked us to sing along and all that. And then, and also, um, when I was younger, I, when I, before I started to sing in bands or even before I was in Just Be, I auditioned and this was a very good life lesson for me. Um, it changed it. It really sculpted how I think uh, what what is important in a live performance, and that is engagement. Because I was, I think it was when I was seventeen or when I was eighteen, I went to this small pub in I think it was near Paya Lebar. 
it was called honeycomb or something like that so i i got an an audition notice and i went there alone mm. with my guitar okay and before that i was singing in schools and all that and i've always how old were you then i was 17 i think okay. 17 or 18 okay and then in school when i was singing you know and then when i went to ite um i found out that you know i i actually won a few competitions so i thought i i'm i'm there okay i won't say i'm good but i'm there you know i have something so when i went there i'm like very confident i'm going to get this i'm going to get the first resident night ever in my life okay. as a solo performer with a guitar and when i sang i knew i sang really well because the crowd were were really clapping and clapping and they were like they enjoyed it and I'm like okay i think i sang about eight songs and then after me there was this duo okay it's just a bassist right and a guy who plays the guitar and sing right i'll be very honest they were not that good okay. musically the guy couldn't sing that well because i know i had him you okay. know like i could sing much better but a few weeks later i just waited and waited for a call he didn't come and then i actually kind of dropped him a text i'm like hey so um any news oh we've got we've uh, we've already gone the guys and uh, then i asked is it that particular duo and he was like yeah it's them and then i realized the only reason why they got it is because the only difference between them and me they had interaction the guy knew how to talk but right. i was still shy then right i wasn't what i am now i was shy I just mm-hmm. saying i thought that just being just being able to sing well is mm-hmm. enough right and then i realized when because he he spoke he couldn't sing that well the music was not really tight but he really like hey how are you guys doing hi and i'm like why is he talking so much mm. like this is an audition for music right so mm. it should be about the music mm. and then when i realized but something just just bugged me when i went home that i'm like that guy has been interacting with the audience damn i didn't do that why didn't i do that like like i know i could do it, even though you know i'm not that that um, <clears throat> you know still shy still not, not too forward yeah, yet yeah not too forward yet and then when he got it mm-hmm. that really clicked in my head I'm right like, this is it you have not you have to not only be a good singer if you can sing well that's not enough you need to be an ent- entertainer. entertainer you need to engage the crowd mm. i guess that's what it's all about mm. so from that point onwards mm. this is the beast that i've made myself today. okay how do you how do you i'm curious man because i teach the subject yeah uh through the years we've been teaching things like i've been teaching things like stagecraft right mm. so i want to hear it from you as a front i mean you had that realization yeah and you go fuck that you know i mean i got to be able to engage the crowd exactly i'm more than just a, a musician i have to be a fucking entertainer right mm-hmm. so what did you what did you plan how do you strategize your way and how you're going to at least engage and remain relatable to your audiences Hmm, that's a very good question. I've I've had help because before I decided to become a singer, I was also doing theater. Mm. I was doing English theater. Interesting. F- um, for a long time, um, I was uh, doing shows for Wild Rice for Singapore Repertory Theater. I was doing the uh, little company show. So basically, in a nutshell, my English theater background right. helped me. How so? How, how I, I've never done theater, uh, so I'm curious to understand. Oh, okay. How did your How did the lessons you've had through theater? And I cannot imagine that because theater is scripted. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh you got audience no doubt, but yep. it's scripted. Yep. You don't really engage the audience do you when you when you have a a, a piece of drama show uh-huh, uh-huh, ah, okay. 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 Am I wrong there? No, you're not. You're not. Okay. Um if if you're not uh, if you haven't gone through um theater games or uh, there's even an Olympics 
an Olympics uh, in Australia, right. uh, which I found out because of English theatre. Because what you do is there's an Olympic course. Uh, what you do is you do improv, right? Improvisation. So okay. what you see when you see a play, right? It's scripted, definitely. Right. right. It's scripted. You have a script. Right. Um, but of course you learn. But to be an actor, there's so many things that you need to do. There's 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 training. Mm-hmm. So the trainings are. All the trainings that you go through to become an actor before you get a script for a show, mm-hmm. you need to do improvisation. You mm-hmm. need to. There's so much. There's so many theatre. Well, let me guess. Let me guess. Is this thing about? This is your cup. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And <laughs> feel and, your cup. Yeah, but the best thing that helped me towards my craft on stage when I'm singing mm, mm. is the improvisation part. Right. So, for example, um, okay, if there's a group of us, maybe a group of four, right. and then okay, I want you guys to, um, for example, the four of you will create a story. I'll give you what, where, and when, and then all you need to do. I'm not gonna give you uh, um, a script. This is all improv, and everybody has to bounce off each other. So if I say, okay, so what, where, and where. So if I start with a sentence, or maybe if you you start with a sentence, oh, today it's a very great day, but it's raining. Next, oh, and it's so hot today. So you don't have anything. You don't have um, any material. To read right. off from, so right. this improvisation helps. Right. Okay. So this is to me. There's so many games, but I think the improvisation part really makes you think quick. So that helped me a lot when I'm on stage. So what do you think? What do you think? Now that you've mentioned, it's really interesting that you've mentioned yeah. this because uh, in our module, yeah. I mean, in the past, when, yeah. when you know we had the MC Academy, uh, and what we taught was we had an improvisation module as well. Yeah. Now the, I, I'm in agreement with you. How would you then, if you were to reach out? To the younger lot today, starting mm. out on stage, and mm. you have the front men there. Yeah. On a hypothesis that they come to you and say, fuck, bro, I gotta learn how to be like you. Yeah. Would you actually, let's say, on a hypothetical, bring improv to these guys to learn how to be good front men? Would you do that? I would actually. Because I think it really helps. But do you think these, these guys today will mm. be able to stomach something like that? Hmm. Um, I think, to be very honest, mm-hmm. error or whichever, whichever setback, yeah, or mm. the category that you belong to, because okay. now they oh, like to put on error. Okay. In, in, in in categories, right? right like right. like millennials, yeah. and whatever. Mm. To me, an error doesn't define who you are. There's still people, young people now, who have different mindsets, uh, same mindsets as, for example. People like me who's born in the 80s, early 80s, mm. and yet there are those who you know. So I don't think it's defined by when you were born, but some people have it, some people don't. So your question is, will they be able to stomach something like this? Maybe some can, maybe some can't. Okay. So yeah. Okay. If we go back to say, now that you've mentioned that, yeah, we go back to say musicians of old. Mm. They these guys didn't have improv lessons. They didn't. But these guys were high energy. Most of them were. I think it's innate. If you have it, you have it, you know? Ah. And for example, if you see bands, like you no know, rock bands in the past, they jumped off stage. You know? mm. So I guess this are their, this is where they learn it from. You mm. know? It's like you don't necessarily, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. There's no improv. Maybe they were improv then, but it, it doesn't you know relate to each other yet. Right. Not all of them has a theater background and became a singer. Let's talk about music. Let's talk yeah. about music. Yeah. Because um, I know you're pressed for time, so I'm going to talk about music now in case I, I miss out things I no, want to ask. This is actually very fun. I, I just want to tell them I can't make. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> bro, got to make some money, bro. Cari yeah. makan, man. <laughs> okay. Um, music, man. When do you realize that you actually have something musical inside of you? You I've, sing, you play the guitar, you write music? 
Yeah, but um never really Ooh, now what's nice. going on, man? That's a nice song, but where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? Yeah. Is it mine? Yeah, it is yours. <laughs> why did why did it play a song on its own? I didn't say, I didn't touch it. I didn't. No, it's cool. Oh it's my. Cool. We're uh, going to leave that in shot anyway. We're yeah, not going to yeah. we're not going to edit that out. Oh my god. Okay, you're right. Is is that some of the uh, <laughs> For some strange reason your phone started playing on its own, man. Yeah. Mm-mm. I didn't even see it. Oh, no, man. So musical journey, mate. I mean, you can sing. I mean, we know you're a friend, man. We talked about that. Yeah. Let's talk about your singing prowess. Your, how, when did you discover that you could do that? First and foremost is thanks to my mom. Okay. I was singing in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so my mom told me. Okay, <laughs> um, this is a fun fact. Uh-huh. I've, I've always kept it to myself. Okay. I've never really shared it with anyone. But recently, I've, I've, I've realized that this story that I have... Mm-hmm could maybe you know um inspire, inspire people mm. so tell me tell me tell me man come on finally getting to terms with it and right now i'm going to share it for the first time ever inspire me come on um when i was young when i was in primary school uh, uh, my school friends right. to all my malay friends or to all those who understand malay they call me a gagap what's that a gagap okay what what does that mean gagap in in uh, in english it means to stammer someone who stammers Get the fuck out of here, man. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm not joking. This is You one. don't fucking stammer, bro. You haven't yeah. been stammering at all. I have. I have. Um, I'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Um, But when I was in primary school, from primary one all the way to primary six, all my friends, they call me Gagap uh, simply because I stammer. And when I say stammer, I'm not saying just a bit of a stammer like, hey, how are you doing? No. I, when my mom tells me to go to the shop to buy a prata, I will line up and queue. You know how long the the queue can get to get prata, right? Yes, okay. The moment I get to the second guy or yeah. the second from the first of line, right. I'll go all the way to the back just because I'm so, so afraid because I won't be able to get my words out because until the prata guy knew me so well, like, it's okay, it's okay. Slowly, slowly, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? What What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Slowly, slowly, I'll be like, that bad. That bad. Wow. And my dad, his way of trying to help me is, Abang, every time you stammer, I will smack you in the back. Okay? So try not to stammer. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, that's that's yeah. always thinking. Smack yeah. you in the back of the head. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Exactly. I'm like, no, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that doesn't help. So like, I'm trying to, to find a way to, to get out of being slapped in the back every single time I stammer. So at home, I'll just keep my mouth shut. I won't say a thing unless I have to. So when 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 my mom said to me, uh-huh. um, she calls me abang. She she'll say, abang, when you speak you stammer, but I realize when you sing in the shower you don't stammer. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, eh, that's a realization which I didn't realize. My mom did. So she said there has to be a reason why you don't stammer when you sing. I'm like, that's true, mom. I'm like, so it took me a while, mm-hmm. and then I found out there's something that I could use to not stop my stammering. Actually, as a matter of fact, you said that you didn't see me stammer at all just now. I am still stammering. Mm-hmm. No, but I don't hear it. Yeah, but I'm covering it. I've uh-huh. learned how to live with it. Okay. Um, and the only reason is this. I use rhythm when I talk. Because I realize when I sing, there's a rhythm, right? There's a tempo, right? So there's a one, two, three, four, or one and two and three and four. So I realize, what if... I counted in my head or I counted with my fingers before I talk. So I tried, I tried. So when I was younger, I was like, 
One, two, three, four. But everything was physical. I was using my fingers. I was using my my head. I was using my my legs, and it worked. So before I speak, I'll go like one, two, three, four. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? So I'm speaking with with a rhythm, with a rhythm, with a tempo. If I don't count, okay, let's, okay, don't count and try to speak. Mm. Nah, I can't. Really, I can't. It's so hard to get it out if I don't have oh, wow. an inner That's rhythm me. or an inner tempo. That's wow, me. Wow, dude. Yeah. So when when I found out that I could use rhythm to to help me out with my stammering, yeah. So it works. So um, and when I'm doing English theater, for example, mm-hmm. I know this uh, uh, this is not about music, but when I do English theater, I also found out that if I if if I go all out, if I have a persona. Also, I don't stammer, so it's like I'm using the rhythm plus a persona. Like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome down <laughs> to this wonderful day. <laughs> so it's like it's it's a rhythm plus. But if I'm like very uh-huh. relaxed uh-huh. and I don't count, right? It's yeah, it's kind of hard to go. Uh, and I've I've learned that sometimes even when I th- when I when I when I count in my head, now I don't try to make it as obvious. Right. I'll count with my toes in my shoes, or I'll just count in my head. Hey Chris, how are you doing today? Yeah, today is good. Oh, what a wonderful day! Um, sometimes I still stammer, and when when that happens, even though when I count, I do stammer a bit. I'll try to make it look like I'm thinking. Wow, I try to incorporate like like make it look like like seamless, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's actually me stammering. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, actually I'm not thinking. I mm-hmm. know what I want to say, mm-hmm. but I'm just using that to to cover, you know, so that you won't know that I'm stammering. So that's what I've been doing all my life. So your mom made you realize that you don't stammer when you're singing in the bathroom. Mm. But the question is, did how did you discover that you could sing, obviously as a front man and as a lead vo- male vocal? You've got to be that damn good to be there. So you've got to be musically inclined. You've got to be have that. You got to have that in you. Mm-hmm. That way, you're not just singing in melody, yeah. but there's got to be groove in it as well, right? I mean, it just can't be technical. You got to be musical. When did you discover you could do all that? Um, I think my, I think uh, I I just sang in the bathroom or whenever I could because I think I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom told me when I was younger, I actually stole a cassette from a shop without knowing. Um, without just, knowing, yeah. Uh. I just took the cassette <laughs> yeah, right. and I went out and then when we reached home, mom, and it's like, you took a cassette <laughs> from the music shop? So so I think I was I was drawn to music and she said that the first music that I sang to was mm. uh, Ray Charles. Mm. Um, was it Ray Charles or was it Stevie Wonder? Um, I just called. Oh, Stevie say, Wonder, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said that was the first song that I sang when I was younger. So I think I gravitated toward music. It's so strange, man, because most Singaporean musicians I know or singers I know, yeah. male singers, seem to tell me the same story. The 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 Somehow it started with Stevie Wonder and I keep wondering. Yeah. I keep wondering about that. That's why it's a wonder. Well, yeah, <laughs> In the, it, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder didn't do it for me. Yeah. yeah, it was more older than that. So, so yeah. So, um, mm. um, going back to your question. Yeah, that's how I got. I mean, I I went into music because because my dad doesn't sing. My my dad is not a musician. He right. he's he doesn't really he likes music, but he likes to listen to music. But he's not a singer. He doesn't. So this I don't think there's anyone in my in my generation or in my. Uh, my my um lineage of, mm-hmm. of anyone being a musician so i think i'm the first um but my mom 
can sing though. She she sings in school. She was from Malaysia, right? And uh, she sang for like a talent time when mm-hmm. when she was in school, and she got a second. So I think I've got my my talent from her. The DNA came yeah, from her. Yeah. So okay. the DNA came from her. Mm. Um. So. Yeah, but what you see now is honestly years of hard work, years mm-hmm. years of hard work, years of um, tuning and and honing my craft. I mean, I didn't just sing well because to be very honest, the first time my mom forced me on stage to sing, it was very embarrassing. Um, it was my dad's dinner and dance at a boat called Ching Ho. Oh, Ching Ho, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a gig there. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> Shit! No, I didn't. You might have been no, the, no, no. the host. I don't know because because I don't, so. I don't I remember so. much. All I remember was this. It was a birthday party. I did oh, okay, Chingo, Yeah, my dad's was uh, was a D and D, and there was I think a hundred people. Or, or wait a second, wait, I did so. do a D and D with Chingho as okay, well. Okay, I don't know where yeah, this yeah, is yeah, going. Yeah, this yeah, might yeah, be yeah. fate. But anyway, what happened was <laughs> my mom said, "Join it, join it." I'm like, "Okay, sure," you know. And there's someone, there was someone there that I kind of had a had a crush on. It was my dad's friend's uh, daughter. I was like, mm, mm. "Okay, I'm gonna take this as an." Opportunity to impress everybody, including yeah, her. Yeah. So I chose a song, and I regret it until this day. The song that I chose was from <laughs> Boys to Men. Okay, for God's sake, of all of all bands, the bloody bands, yeah, you had to take Boys to Men. Yeah. You know Charit how, Pasa. how, yeah, how amazing they are. End of the road, huh? On bended knee. On bended knee. On bended knee. Fortunately, so, it wasn't I'll make love to mm, you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then what happened was I went up. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Uh, right now, we're going to call upon the next contestant, Kyrul Afwan. Oh, it Come was on. a contest. It was a contest. Right, right. Okay. It, it was like a talent time. Right. So I went up, all like confident, held the mic, and then the song played. The song played. Uh-huh. I held the mic to my mouth. Uh-huh. And guess what? What? The song went all the way to the chorus. Not even a peep. Why? I couldn't get my voice out. Why? I was like too nervous. <sighs> yeah, too nervous. It was my first. Like, like my mom just said, "Go do it," because you haven't performed in front of an audience before, and I can mm. hear and sing in the bathroom, so you could do it. You know, you can do it. I got confidence, and I got confidence Why in my first. Why does the scene sound so familiar to me, man? I don't know. So what happened? What was, year was that? I uh, probably. Uh, 90 1995 96 holy shit balls dude it could have been me it there. could have been you because <laughs> the MC said this alright um, alright stop the music stop the music alright good good try a better luck next time okay next better player so so that's what happened so that was, that was my first public performance so somehow this is striking a chord with me somewhere <laughs> I'm sorry if it was me. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was a great lesson to learn. Um, so yeah, so that was my first time, um, first p- public performance right. that didn't even happen at right. all because I was right. so nervous. Um, right. So yeah, so um, that's how I started. But I guess I'm very stubborn because mm-hmm. I, when things like this happen, you instead of you know running I, away, you yeah, fall. run away. I'm like, damn, no, no, this is not this. This doesn't. This doesn't awesome, sit bro. well with me. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. So awesome, I kept bro. going. So if I can, I can work with my stammer. I can do anything because mm. because I've asked. You know, how do you work with stammer? Some of them say they don't know. Have to like smack yourself or something. <laughs> I've I've heard the the. A thousand um, advices from people that doesn't make sense. So I'm very glad I found uh, it out my way. Yeah, yeah. And some of them say you have to like drink cold water and you know try to cough whatever. Uh, Man, so yeah, so yeah. I just, I just, I, I found something interesting online. I mean, I was, of course, I would do my due diligence and check out my guests before they come. Otherwise, that's disrespectful if I don't find out, right? Oh my God, what did you find out? 
How were you in school, man? Shy. Okay. How Not, were you? Naughty, mischievous, but shy. How? What were your grades, man? Oh, bad. Um, my grades, primary school, were good for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a good grade, so I, so I went to Express Stream. Oh, okay. But when I went to Express Stream, I think. I don't know whether they're still doing it now, but you could go through the next level by two ways. Like you pass everything or yeah. if you can't pass everything, you just need to pass English and two other subjects uh-huh. back then when I was in school. So you have an option of you pass everything even if you fail English or something like that. and Or you can pass English, art and Malay and you can go to the next you one. Know, so, I can't really, I can't, I don't yeah. really, I can't re- really remember yeah. uh, how, how it works so uh, that right worked, now even. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked. That was how it worked when yeah. I was in school. So I think that was actually, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, like. like but you said that you worked as a sales assistant in the metro department store and a bartender at a pub wow. while you were in school. Oh man! Yeah, Holy and then you also worked as a workman for, uh, to erect <clears throat> tintages alongside workers from Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah. Why were you doing all that, man? Wow. Um, Your teacher said you had no hope. Yep. Yeah. They had no hope. Yeah. Um, they had no hope in you, but you had hope, right? Yeah, because a lot of them said the same thing. You mm. are, you're smart, mm. but you're very playful. You're mm. too playful. Mm. But why were you working during your school years? Oh, um, wow. This is a, this is quite a personal question. Um, well, it's on the public sphere here. Yeah, it is. But then again, mm. that's all right. Um, uh, my dad, um, needed help. Okay. Yeah, he, he needed help, and uh, my mom wasn't working then. Uh, right. She was working for a while, but then she stopped. So you worked for the family then. I worked for the family. Nothing yeah. shameful in that, bro. Yeah, not that. Just, uh, just okay. So for reasons unknown, um, I had to help my dad out. So I had to, uh, you know, work mm. so that I could help to contribute to the family. So yeah. that's why I worked early, right? And that's why I worked all all the different jobs. My first job was. For Metro when I was in sec, sec three, and there was a which Metro was this? Uh, it was at I think it was the Metro at Fais Plaza. There, ah, there used to be. I metro. was working in the Metro in Lucky Plaza. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, is it Lucky Plaza? But I was no. I yeah. I, I think I'm a lot older than you. I was uh, yeah. I was working there in for my O level holidays. Yeah, because security um, guard. Yeah. Wow, God. Yeah. I work at the lady shoes department. No shit, dude. No shit. <laughs> At first, I was like, what? Lady shoes department? But then I realized, hey, this is not bad. Yeah. Because you help the ladies yeah. to wear their shoes on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you, you, the teachers who said, that, you know, you, uh, you, you come to no good. There's zero hope for you. But did you ever go back to that school to prove them wrong? I've, I've never... Okay, I think I don't really have... A vindictive nature, I don't think so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for those who think I have, um, by all means, but I don't think I do. Okay. I don't have that vindictive nature to like. Mm-hmm. No, I want to. I want to prove them wrong, but mm-hmm. it's more for me mm-hmm. um, to prove to myself that I can be better. Yep. But there were a few a few opportunities where I had to go back because I was with I was doing English theater, right? Right. So because of English theater, uh-huh. I I learn about about how to teach as well. Right. So I went back to a lot of schools. I, I was teaching for about, I think, eight years, eight, ten years. So I go to all the schools and then I teach for like a drama. They call it in-curriculum lesson. So I'll go into the schools and teach drama and Boon Secondary, which is where I was from. Right. 
was one of the schools that I went back and okay so that was probably like 10, oh wow 12 years later <laughs> and the best thing was you know some some teachers were still there were still there and the best part was one of the teacher that that say I couldn't make it was there still so when I came back I didn't make it a point to find her but I just walked and then yeah I saw her I'm like hey hello and she's like you know she looked at me once she like hello do I know you I'm like yeah I'm so and so Oh. <laughs> ah. She's like, what are you doing here? You know, you have your kid here or something. Oh right. no. I'm teaching. <laughs> I'm teaching drama. I'm teaching them about confidence, about about stage etiquette, about yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be here for the next probably 8 months because I'll be in charge of your drama club. And she's like she like Oh, okay. Wow, you've changed. <laughs> you've 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 turned your life around. <laughs> and then I just told her this. No, I'm still the same person as I was when you first saw me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still the same mischievous. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no good. But I guess yeah, some people have faith, had faith in me. Unlike you, but it's okay. It's all right. I wish you all the best. And I just and I just walked off. <laughs> and she was like, oh, man. Ah. "You know what? Yeah. This is a story is all too familiar for me, man." Yeah. You know, my son when he was I'm not going to mention the school. I love the schools that he's been in. They're all my both my alma maters. Uh, when he went over to primary one yeah. uh, to my to my old primary school, lo and behold, when the parents had the orientation thing that happened in the school then these years ago, <coughs> my Primary one teacher who had an issue with me way mm. back when in 1977. Primary one? Yeah, she was still teaching. My Apparently, word. that was her last year. Oh, my. And she just had... Had to meet you. To bump to me. And she looked at me. She recognized me from freaking 77, man. Oh, my. And this was like six, seven, eight years ago. Sorry, eight years ago. And she said, she mentioned, she said my full name, Christopher Henson. Oh, my God. <laughs> And she's like, oh, do don't that. tell me. We're going to have another one of you here. Oh, my God. As it came, you got a memory of an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> she's going to let it go. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Because of her, I got my first two strokes on the principal, man. Oh, man. Yeah, probably one. Oh. Some people don't forget. Yeah. Man, there's some tinge of familiarity. I was also told the same thing. You amounted nothing in life yeah. when I was in secondary school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah. both got canes from school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> nice. So as a full-time musician, <clears throat> you're full-time. You're doing this completely full-time, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell everyone, we all true <clears throat> honesty, hand to heart, mm. this profession today. Yeah. Does it help put bread on this on on the table and a roof over the head of your family? Yes, it does. Let's 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 rate this. Let's rate this this way, okay? Not enough, just enough, a little more than enough, more than I can expect. Hmm. From my experience, yeah, a little more than enough. It it goes between both, um, just nice and more than enough. Okay, yeah. so which means you're comfortable, Com- very comfortable as very a me- as a as a full time musician. Yes, very comfortable. Okay, but you have to work your ass off. Yes, you have to work your ass off. Okay, and um, how hard do you work? I mean, how many days a week do you perform? Um, right now, mm. um, right now it's five days a week. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah, not so bad. Um, but there was a point in time uh, before COVID, I was singing seven nights a week, and the worst—not uh, say the worst, but I think I'm 
thinking back, I was actually very surprised that mm-hmm. I could go through it and still have my voice every single day. Cause exactly. There was, there was a point in time I was singing seven nights a week and not only that, six nights a week from Monday to Saturday, I was playing at two venues because mm-hmm. the bosses that I play for own both venues. Right. So they, they made me sing at both venues and what happened is I will sing one set at their first venue in Clark Key and then they will even hire a van for me to go in between during the break. So when I end my first set at Clark Key, the van will bring me to Marina Square for their next venue for the second set, for the first set there and then I go back to Clark Key for the second set. You're shitting me, right? So so I did that for three years. Oh. And and I was singing as as a three piece band and I was the only singer I was the main singer none 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 of my band members could sing a lot so maybe one or two songs per night but I was singing probably about so the two venues um combined I think I sang about 60 50 over songs per night on my own <clears throat> and me being me and those people who knew me they will ask for songs like sweet child of mine oh gosh you know because they know i i have quite a high range so you know how people would like to ask for songs to test you yeah so every single night for three whole years i was yeah. singing like that oh, and then fuck. on sunday i was singing at aquanova Yo, when boy. alice was having a break so yeah. the vibe sings there so i sing with the vibes on sunday so seven nights a week 50 60 over songs per day for three years without break how do you survive that I ask myself the same question. How did I do that? So when you ask me how many sings, how many nights I'm singing now, five compared to that, that was, but the thing was, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm I, sure you did. Yeah. I, I loved it. But how did I do it? I don't know. Probably age. Really, really. Probably age. Because now, I'm past my 40s and I'm slowly feeling the difference. What I could do then and what I'm doing like maybe three quarter right now is I'm feeling the pain. I'm feeling mm. I need more time to recuperate. Mm. There's so many differences in my body yes. now, like years later, especially yes. when you pass your 40s. So I could feel it. But then yeah. I'm like Superman, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's different when we're younger, man. Before when I was younger, I could do BGs for yeah. Infosetto, sure. Yeah, yeah. But effortlessly. I didn't really have to mm. even try. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Mm. So I always remember this that you know look at Elton John when when he was you know when he had when he had uh in the early years he had Yellow Brick Road songs like Yellow Brick Road Goodbye mm. Yellow Brick Road yeah, yeah. He had songs like Rocket Man right when you listen to him in this in in the recent years right? yeah. his his tone has completely changed uh we change as we age that's yeah. for sure vocal <clears throat> strands all start to change and also depend on how much we've been bashing it yeah uh I've also noticed I would not mention names out of respect for them um Uh, singers, you know, that uh, have have really live wires on stage for years and years and years. And as the years go by, it's just gone. Yeah. The technique is very important. But yeah, unfortunately, sure, yeah. though, unfortunately, mm. people in the past, they don't really go for like music lessons or, yeah. you know, like for example, me, a lot of people ask me, so where do you learn how yeah. to sing? I, I didn't. I I. I couldn't afford to go for classes because I was, you know, helping my family out. So, <clears throat> the I think the lucky thing about me is when, for example, when I sing and if it hurts, I'll immediately try to find a way to sing in a way where it doesn't hurt. So I'll try to find like a way where I could sing without hurting. And then years later, when I met a friend of mine who teaches singing for for a living, she's like, wow, you've got good technique. I'm like, oh, really? Because I didn't go for school. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was just luck. So. Mm-hmm. 
some people's like you know it hurts but because you know it's what you need to do so you just go through it and just force it yeah so yeah. i think that's where some singers as they grow older it's like you damage your vocal cords yeah yeah but for me i think even though i'm past my 40s i could to be honest i could i think i can sing effortlessly now mm. at some of the high range than i was when i was younger really? i think it's 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 a it's a development how i do things which is very different so now i could sing the high notes without feeling any strain at all so wow. so, so so what i'm trying to say is yes some people do change their voices change as they grow older but i think if you do know your technique for me i'm lucky but if someone really learns a technique i think you could still go beyond 50 and yet still maintain that range mm. if the technique is right i tell you, I, I, I tell you a funny story about yeah. three weeks ago uh i i did i i don't i hardly go on stage these days yeah but when i do is because i want to mm. um and of course if they can pay me but Mm-mm. but oh, i hardly course, yeah. <laughs> i hardly go on stage and i yeah. i'm in a private show circuit right and, and private gigs and stuff mm. so this was a this was a kind of big show you know and um um and i was sweating buckets over it man nervous well nervous not because I'm, i'm not having stage nerves yeah worried because i have this very bad sinus that okay. is a back drip sinus and i'm mm. also having i always have bad reflux as well so it burns my throat mm. and you know i've been fighting that shit for a while and then i had to go on stage and i had to sing um mm. so you know i had prepped about seven songs but in the end i end up doing three because on that day i knew i couldn't hold it oh my yeah it went well it went well it's very very well received you know it's hardly you get me on stage to perform and sing anymore mm-hmm. yeah but i hosted and sang yeah. yeah so you know and and it's something that i find kind of terrifying because as we age and we lose that one thing we love yeah Oh, it's painful, man. Yeah. Now watch yourself. You got to look after yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Is there a future for musicians in Singapore? What do you think for the young people who have a passion for music? What do you think? Well, um, this question has been around for a long time. Okay, I'm asking boring questions, but I'm going to no, ask no, no, it. No. I've asked it anyway. It's, so. it's, a, it's, it, it's a very good question. Okay. But I'll be very honest. Yeah. Um, Please do. I'll be very honest. Please um, do. That's, to put it in, to put this in the nicest way <clears throat> don't okay. have to be nicer just go for it <laughs> fuck that go for it the thing is with to me mm. in my opinion in mm. my in my honest opinion mm. in any field you can make it you can make any field work for you okay. but whether you are meant for the field right a lot of people ask the question can you make it in music mm-hmm. but i think The right question to ask is are you made for music? Because first and foremost, you need to have it. Yeah. Secondly, you need to have that hard work. Right. You know, so if you have all these things and you have something um you have the talent for it, you you might you might be able to do it. Like like for example, when I started music, a lot of people say you can't, it's hard, you know, my mom were like worried get a proper job yeah yeah <laughs> but my dad was like you do what what you want wow yeah you do what you want he's never ever told me to even if i had bad grades in school he'll just all right you don't like to study okay whatever you do in life the consequence you you we're coming from a guy that would say, that would say smack him across the back of his head yeah, 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 away. Yeah, i mean yeah. that's pretty cool right yeah yeah like 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 yeah. like like he's he's like he's he's my biggest 
He's biggest. He's my biggest fan, and yet he's like cool about. It. He doesn't go to any of my shows. Oh, that's awesome. He man. just. Uh, uh, I call him Papa. Mm. Papa, um, I did it. Very good, son. Very good. You enjoy yourself. Yes, yes, Papa. All right. Very good. That's all. As long as you're happy, you do whatever you want. Just one thing, okay? Don't ever disrespect your mom. And that's it. Everything else is like I can do whatever I want, you know. <laughs> But yeah, so 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 it's like when I when I choose music, mm-hmm. my mom was a bit bang sure no because she. She was from Malaysia. Right. She wasn't doing well. She, she um, her family wasn't well to do. Right. She had to quit university because right. her, because her parents were not able to pay for it. Okay. So she worked at the fields. Okay. Right. So when she didn't, because she was smart, uh-huh. I think if they had they had um, if they had the money to you know to let her finish um, her university, she would have passed with flying colors. Right. That's how smart my mom was. Right. But because she couldn't, she's now. Putting her hopes on her kids, right, to get a degree, yeah, because she couldn't do it, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I have a younger sister and a younger brother, yeah. So it's like, and I was the, and I am the eldest, right. So she put hopes on me, right, right. But I didn't like to study. <laughs> I hated to study. I hated school. So I went to ITE simply because she still wanted me to study. Okay. So, so that was how much she wanted me. So so when I told her I want to go to singing, she was kind of worried, but. When I was performing on TV with uh, Just B mm. and all that, and then after that, all her her cousins and whatever, so she was like, slowly she's like, oh, maybe my son does have something, <laughs> you know. So it's like, so it's like, I, um, I kind of proved to her that I have something special, right? Uh, and um, it's 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 helping, right? So after a while, she got used to it, and now she's very proud of me. Um, but <clears throat> back to your question, yeah, can, can you make it in music? Yeah. Honest, you can, but you need to have something, yeah. and you need to have first. You need to have the discipline, and you need to have something. For example, what I mean, something, something X factor, X factor. Um, uh, if you don't have it, mm. maybe you can't. As with any other fields, mm-hmm. you can't make it because no matter how hard you work, but if you don't have it, you can't. So, I would say you can make it music, but you need to work really hard and you need to be very honest with yourself do you think you have an x factor or do you think you can you can um grow one grow one exactly because if you don't you can't hmm. you know if like i'm not trying to brag here but my experience this is real life experiences mm-hmm. i've been singing since 2000 i started night music really late um i was doing a cappella with just be and while i i was I was working as a bartender and I saw this duo in a club called Vogue at um I think it was it was just in front of a uh, um Ministry of Sound or Ministry of Music MOS okay Central Mall okay yeah so <clears throat> I worked as a bartender and then I saw this duo from from the Philippines and they just sat there and mm. just sang three sets right right and then I was like I just asked the manager, "Hey, how much are they getting paid uh, for like two sets like that? They just sit down and break tank and smoke, chill, and go up there sing again like what fifty dollars per night? Oh, they got hundred fifty, hundred fifty for the both of them? No, each what? Like hundred fifty to me that was a lot, right? Because because I was earning about what eight dollars, nine dollars an hour, right? So even if I work ten hours, I only get ninety dollars, right? Yeah. And they're just there for like what three sets of forty five, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that's 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 a lot of money. So that was when I was sixteen, mm. that was seventeen. I was working there illegally because I. I 
I was supposed to be 18, right? Yeah. So yeah, so so from 18, I've always said this in my mind, I want to be a night musician. Right. But for some reason, I had no friends uh-huh. that was in the scene. Right. So it was hard for me to break through it. Mm. I've always wanted to be one, but it took me from 18 until I'm 27, 10 years, 28 then. I met someone who's singing in the night circuit and I'm like, Kak, can you help me, Kak? I've always want to be, wanted to be in the night circuit, Kak. <laughs> okay, Dek, boleh, Dek. You come follow me, I'll teach you. And I have to say props to somebody by the name of Nana. Okay. Oh. Um, Nana Cantik. There's a few Nanas. Nana Karya, Nana Cantik. Oh, it's not Nana Karya. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's not right. Nana Karya. It's not, they call her Nana Cantik. Okay. So she, we were, Just B uh, was doing a, a, a TV show. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the TV show is basically, I love their concept. They 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 uh, they highlighted all the musicians like who are not popular, who's mm-hmm. not in mainstream, right. but they want to show that this are what we do. So one of them was a night singer. So I talked to her, blah blah blah. So she right. helped me out. So from I think I was 28, 27, 28. That's right. when I started. So I started really late. Okay. But I created. I think I created waves when I started because mm-hmm. when I joined Raw Energy. Mm-hmm. My first ever band. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, when I go around, hi, Afwan. Oh, kau Afwan, Afwan Roy Energy. I'm like, wow, oh, okay. Like my name was moving you know, around. Like moving How around. did you get into Roy Energy? Okay, um, wow, Nana introduced me to Rosalina. Okay, Rosalina, which is the dang <laughs> dang dang queen of Singapore. Okay, she was uh, then singing at Orchard Towers. Right. So when I um uh, she. Uh, When Nana introduced me to her, she asked me if I could sub for her band, which was called Skin Puppets at um, Ipanema, uh, for her singer who's going to reserve for two weeks. I went there. I was supposed to sing for two weeks. After two days, Rosalina came to me. I'm sorry, Afwan, this is your money for two days. You don't have to come already. My boss here got no expector. You're very fat. <laughs> Back then, I was 127 kg. No chin, nothing. So she was like, "Yeah, here's your money for for two days. Don't come anymore. Sorry, I'm. So, I know you can sing very well, but my boss here got no expectation. Very fat. So I'm like, okay lah. So I took that as another form of motivation. Okay. So from there, Rosalina felt so bad. She introduced me to San, right? From Roy Energy. Okay. Yeah. So that's how. So San called me. Hello, Avon. Hey, uh, uh, phone, eh, phone, eh. uh, ni, ni, uh, ni Saad, Saad from Royal Energy. Uh. Uh, I got your number from Rosalina. You can sing for my band. Okay, you 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 audition for me at China Jump. So I went there and then I auditioned and then I got it. Uh-huh. So that was that was then after I played with them for a year. Right. For for a year plus. So that's my first band. So that's how I got to play with Royal Energy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow, 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 we. What do you think is missing in the music business? Mm. Or oh, give me a wish list, man. What do you wish the music business in Singapore to be like? We talked about something innate. We talked about people. I asked you a question about, you know, whether the young musicians today will have a future. You talked about more something more innate, whether you have the X factor or yeah. not. But right now, something more ex- something more extenuating, more external. Yeah. What do you, what is your wish list for the music business in Singapore for musicians that I, would impact musicians? That's a very good question, but mm. to be very precise, mm. are you talking about night music or are you talking about original music being an artist like the Sam Willows, Benjamin King or, or more towards the night? Let's like, talk about the night music first because the the we walk to the recording. Yeah. yeah, to the artists, recording artists. Night. Um okay. Um how do I put this? Okay, if you want to sing at night, um, 
you have to put a lot of things aside um you have to be professional like for example i believe this is what i would do and what i've been doing there are a lot of songs that for example there's a lot of songs that you're going to be singing every single day for example there'll be one song that you'll be singing every day for the next 10 or 20 years yep evergreen songs why am i highlighting this is because this is where your professionalism will come into play if you're going to be someone that i'm not going to play this song anymore because i hate it mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it's not about you you got to give the people what they it's want it's about the people what they want yeah. at the end of the day yeah. they, they are your paymasters and right. this is for those who have chosen to sing at night right right so these are one of the things that you need to ask yourself if you want to go into that can you do this that's yeah. one yeah. that's one to me that's one of the most important things right um secondly you have to have if you're going to be a singer if you're going to be a musician can you play the same riff the same solo can you sing the same way from a to z all the way and not you know cuz some people just can't you know they they can't sing the same thing from mm-hmm. a to z mm-hmm. they'll try to change it be hey come on guys let's jazz it up or let's let's change it i mean it's okay to do it once in a while but there are some songs that you just can't change right because you know people identify with the song in order for without reorchestration yeah, rearrangement yeah because yeah. they need to dance with it they need yeah. to sing along with it yeah. but if you change it you might feel good about yourself but what about them they'll be like hey, that's not how it's supposed to be so even you know, then so, give the people what they want yeah so yeah. so so at the end of the day that's one like can you have that responsibility because there's i think there's always this debate or there's always this talk about you know if you're a night musician you're not really a musician you're not really an artist oh, you know there are some people who who do do um who don't sing nights they do uh, this is what i've been hearing i'm not sure if it's true or how true it is but i think it it, it should be true i'm like oh I want to be an artist. I don't want to be a night musician. A night musician is something that that's looked down upon. Mm. You know, it's like it's like same shit every day. So I want to do an artist. I want to do me. Um, so I think first things first, you need to identify what kind of mu- musician you want to be, what kind of line you want to, what kind of a uh, path you want to follow. Mm. So once you've made that decision to be a night musician, you need to have a lot of patience. Professionalism has to be there. Um, and I guess you have to have a clear direction where you want your band to go. Because I think some bands they just want to play at night, and once they play at night, oh okay, let's just play every single day, get money, go home, and relax. But that's why I think I'm a bit different. Because even though I'm playing at night, I want people to know who we are. Mm-hmm. I want people to. Stand up and take notice. Oh, shit, when this band comes up, it's all about energy. It's all about not just about them. I go down to the crowd, give them fist bumps, get them to sing along, get them up on stage. I make it something that they can be a part of. They can be a part of, and something that they can take away. You know. <coughs> so you know, you rattled my foundation a little bit. When you actually asked me which one are you referring to, Chris? Night, the night music guys, or the, those in the recording studios, the recording artists. You know why I was I felt a little rattled. I felt rattled simply because I'm used to the old days when the people who played at night were invited to perform on TV. Mm. And they were, in, and yes. then you know, and then we we had labels back then that looked towards these guys. Yep, yep. Labels like Polygram. Yeah, yeah. Labels like EMI, right? And they, they and these guys come out there and they write original stuff and they put it out. And when you tell me that there is a differentiation between the two, and I go, this is so not that to me. It's not palatable. Yeah. Because it's a rite of passage. 
Yep. If you want to be a recording artist, you got to do the nights. That's just my take. Call me a boomer. I don't give a flying fuck. But mm. I would just think that, that, come on, man, pay the price. Yep. Learn how to give to people first. And then when you give to people yeah. that, you know what to write for mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. and your original stuff. And then you yep. can become whoever the fuck you want to be. But yep. you got to give it to the people first. And that's all ego talking. If you, if I totally it, agree. I don't want to be night music. Yeah, yeah, night yeah. music. I, I mean, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. You know, I don't like that personally. So yeah. it did rattle me a bit because is this really what it is about today? Mm. Now, you're a seasoned musician, right? I mean, I believe that, first of all, I've just said this to a few people on this series, the tribute series to SG local musicians, that I don't think our local businesses are doing any much justice to both club DJs and musicians, there's not this, there isn't this drive to get people, to get bands and music out there anymore than the way it used to be in the yeah. past with the likes of good people like Dennis Fu, uh, Europa, the Europa group. And I mean, that man, in my opinion, brought in music and made Singapore such a haven for musicians mm-hmm. and music. Um, we don't have that anymore. That's my opinion. Uh, your season, your current, in our scene, is there any band you used to admire? I mean, in our in Singapore's music history, any band? Okay, before I, I answer that question, sure. this is something I need to... Please, just, please, just plug highlight. it in, plug it in. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said. Because mm. I believe, and I've seen some artists out there, original mm. artists, right. like you said, they have to go through the rite of passage. Right. You know, you don't know how to give it to the people. Yeah. So... So many times I see when they perform, it's, it, it feels so empty. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's like so self-absorbed. Yeah. And, and it's like, is, is this it? That's the word. Thank you. Self-absorbed. You know? Yeah, it's like, is, is this it? But it's so sad that I don't know when this happened. When when did this separation begin? Mm. I don't know how it happened, who mm. started it, or why this mentality is here now. Mm. I won't say names. Over the past few years, there was one show we did. Mm. It was a neighborhood show, right? Right. A neighborhood show for a local. It's it's not even an event company or, or a corporate event. It's for community. It, it's for a community, right? Right. So we performed. Right. Everybody had a great time. Right. Everybody got up on their feet. Everybody uh-huh. went crazy. Uh-huh. Even the the MP like 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 saw me the day after and said, "You guys were amazing." Blah blah blah. But guess what? What? on their Facebook page uh-huh. somebody said why do we have these nightclub bands playing for our show but if it was um, a Singapore Idol or whatever just because they're on TV and celebrities, they're artists celebrities, celebrities yeah, it's yeah. okay but they called us nightclub, nightclub band. bands so I think this is where it's sad to say people do think this way like that's a separation no for fuck's sake you know to these people I don't give a flying fuck if you're watching my show you're having to be one of those assholes I just want to tell you can you stop fucking stereotyping people yeah man people have got a living to do and these people are talented you have no damn right to stereotype look at the freaking mirror first oh that makes me really angry yeah Uh, but you know when it comes to, I asked you a question. Who do you admire most? Yeah, yeah, just just yeah. a quick answer, because yeah. I know we're running out of time. But uh, who do you admire in in Singapore's music history? Wow, um, definitely Jeff Talking. Oh wow, Rafi. 
Yep. Okay. Um, uh, just like shaggies. Shaggies. Okay. Um, which is very sad because I started late. I wanted when I heard all the stories about how Sayuti. Hmm. Sayuti. Yeah. I heard. I heard amazing stories about him. How he could control the crowd with the song choices. Mm. He could literally just say, "Okay, watch this." Hey, calling out to you, Sayuti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like I heard. I I couldn't witness it with my own eyes. Mm. Like I heard, he could do things like, "Okay, now you see um, all the Chinese. Watch this. I'm gonna change the demographic change with the songs that he he could literally tell you. Okay, next after this, Ang Mo. Pam. He says all the Chinese go Ang Mo come, and it's still like packed. You know, he yeah, could yeah. bring them in. At a snap of his fingers, yeah. with the song choices that and 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 the way he so eloquently just just oh, he, he reached the crowd. Yeah, I would love to see him in action. But this is <laughs> sorry. So Shaggy, Jeff talking, who else? Um, I think these are the ones. I these guess. are the ones. Okay, I just want to show you yeah, something because we talked about we were talking about this about which band you admire in Singapore's yeah. music history. We were talking about how much commitment you need to put in. Uh, into this business, hmm. we were in, and the craft. We were also talking about, um, you know, I was saying way back when, if you're in the night business, you're a band, you're good, you get on TV, you might even get in, you know, write an original mm-hmm. number. I just want to show something for you, uh, for all of viewers at home. Um, Kai, can you put up that one, please? My favorite people, you know. Here we go. Look at that! Look at that! So can you imagine, man? That was that was taken at the old Paramount Hotel in oh 1984. My. In 1984, a very very young and super talented, I I I I respected the bits and Hussein. There can only be one, and you know, and the rest of the Gingerbread Band. Yeah. Moses was there, and uh, and. Back <laughs> didn't have enough. Right? Didn't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you know, so if you take a look at that, look at the energy there. Yeah, and that was how these hard these people work. Yep, yep. Every song, every night, every and night. I used yes. to watch these guys. Yes, you know, yes. they're not the only band that were doing that. Yep. So many. There were yeah. so many. Look at Douglas, Dougie, yeah. Dougie with Culture Shock. You know, mm. in in early years, that that guy was super live wire man. Yeah. You know, and I just to me. We don't have well. This is you now. Thank God for that. Thank you. And that's the reason why you are here. Thank you. 
because I Such don't see anyone else yeah. doing this because the rest are so fucking self-absorbed you're right using that term and I, I don't know what to do with this shit I really really don't so just before we say goodnight um, give a plug in about mm. Supersonic man well um, has it become a business oh yes um, you remember when you said take good care of yourself yeah yeah so I'm I'm kind of at that part where I'm like thinking what if God decides to take my voice away or something mm. happens so mm. I've been doing things on the side so yeah um, what I've been doing is I haven't even put it out there yet um, I'm doing um, things like sound equipment rental um, yeah and I'm trying to be an events organizer event organizer holy not, shit okay, maybe not to that that extent <laughs> probably just uh, you know um, audio equipment and, and stuff um, but yeah um, so far so good um, here's a plugin if you guys want to know more you can log into our <laughs> website that's www.supersonicsg.com and of course you guys can follow us on our social uh, you can follow us on our social media uh, on Instagram just look for Supersonic SG and uh, Facebook as well that's Supersonic SG one word and um, yeah that's about it I guess can uh, we put up Supersonic's logo please Kai <laughs> and the band band picture hey Ah. You, you can't bring it up. Yeah, it's all right. It's really? All right. Okay, okay, but okay. But once again, uh, Chris, thanks for having me. Um, no, no, the pleasure's all mine, man. Thank you for being here, man. Uh, really, really, I wish you and the band the best. Thank you. Um, okay. I and and I really hope that Danny, Danny Long of Danny Timber Long, Plus, yeah. is it can continue to really build upon a, a music scene in Singapore. I think we yeah. need it very, very badly, and I think it's also a matter of how. We can educate people in our communities that, hey, musicians are really good people. Yeah. And they bring a lot of joy mm. to our ears and our hearts, man. I mean, we got to do our part in yeah. doing that. Anyway, everyone, thank you so very much. Uh, I've had Afwan from Supersonic with me uh, for, for this episode of the CHC's tribute to SG's music icons. And uh, thank you for watching. And uh, we are now probably just wait a little bit past the half of the season for season two my time flies huh uh make sure you come back and watch some more of our episodes we still have a few more to go and a few more interesting ones as well interesting guests will be on my show remember to please subscribe to ccb tv podcasts on youtube and uh, catch more of the chris hansen conversation there we are also on facebook follow us there ccb tv and on Instagram at ccb.tv underscore. Comment, please. Even if you need to fuck me over, please just go in and write everything you want to do. Everything you want to to comment, please do so. I look forward to it. This is Chris Hansen, together with Afwan. Thank you so very, very much. I'll see you guys again soon, and rock on. Rock on.